0: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.
1: My shirt broke five minutes before I was about to get on here. I was like, oh, we got to do something about this.
0: Consequence Podcast Network. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at wfpk.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network thanks as always for making your way here and checking out the series Uh, i do hope you'll hit the subscribe button while you're hanging around i do three new interviews every single week new and every monday wednesday and friday so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at itunes apple podcast at spotify Podchaser, npr WFBK.org, youtube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcasts from subscribe to kyle meredith with that's me kyle meredith today my guest lauren gray we're going to be talking about her debut album, Guilty, and the long road to write and record the LP that, that includes like becoming an independent artist after years of having label and, and A&R people trying to, to mold her into their idea of, of what a pop star should be. Uh, Lauren's going to tell us about taking her own image back, uh, working with Bardo and, uh, and Beauty School Dropouts, uh, and the influence of even uh, Zach Bryan on one of, the, uh, one of the songs on the record. Uh, Lauren also talks about mental health as a theme. The storyline running through the music videos, and how being a super fan of Taylor Swift and Eminem has shaped the way that she builds worlds inside of her songs. So let's do it. We're talking "Guilty." It's Kyle Meredith with Lauren Gray. Hi. Congratulations. This is the, this is the record, right?
1: This is the record. Yeah. Thank you. I'm I'm really excited.
0: Well, so what does that mean? So so we're talking about "Guilty." I mean, there's been singles. There's been leading up to it. What does it mean, what What did it mean for you to want to do an album?
1: Oh my goodness, I have been wanting to write an album since I started making music six years ago now. Um, So, it, you know, the music industry is tough and there's a lot of hurdles that you have to jump through. Uh, and a lot of mistakes to be made, a lot of learning to be learned. But um, yeah, I finally got to a place now at my big age of twenty years old, about to be twenty one, um, where I was in a in a place to release an album independently. So I spent two years writing it, and now it's finished and it's here, and it feels surreal.
0: So when you're writing with that in mind, I mean, did it feel like did it feel like that changed your songwriting, like how you would approach a song? Uh, what did with, with the album, like knowing this is going to be not just standalone songs.
1: Yes, because I feel like there's a certain level of, of diversity that you have to think about. Um, you sort of have to think about the diversity of the songs, but also the cohesiveness of the album. Um, so th- that was something I kept in mind. But like I said, we started writing two years ago, so I had a lot to talk about. Um, and, and it's tough because, you know, you write an album, it took two years to make and and get to where it is. And then now... I'm, I've listened to all the songs a million times and um, I, I feel like everyone's heard them, but they're actually, you know, now they're finally being put out into the world. So
0: you talk, you, you mentioned that like six years ago, you became a songwriter. You know, for a lot of people, so much of those early days are spent trying to find your voice, you know, trying to find your knack. You, in a sense, also have to do this in the public eye uh, a little bit, right? I mean, what, what, what is it to come into your own? You know, did, did you notice that? Like, what was that journey to finding your own voice?
1: I feel like I, I always sort of knew who I wanted to be. Of course, the older I've gotten, the more it's an ever-changing process. But it, it was hard because I, I signed to a label so young. I signed to uh, Capital when I was 16, and there was so many differing opinions of who I should be rather than just me being me. I, I mean, I started social media, obviously, before I started making music. Um, and I i was already solidified as, as Lauren, as, as who I am. So to me, there wasn't really a, a need to create this persona when I already existed and I was enough for people. And I just wanted a different avenue, I guess, of expressing myself that was authentic to me and it's hard when you have, you know, that many cooks in the kitchen. um, Everyone has an opinion and a lot of times your opinion becomes last on the list to matter. So yeah, I feel like through becoming independent, I really found my voice and what I wanted to say as opposed to being told what I should be saying. Uh, which was a really liberating experience.
0: Isn't that crazy though? I mean, we've got I don't know however long the music industry's been around, you know, whether it's the you know, the rock and pop that's you know 60, 70 years old, but probably a hundred years of this industry. And and that's the that's the story told over and over. Like and, and and it still happens. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's it's it it was baffling to me even at the time because I felt like I had worked so hard to create not even create, but just be Lauren Gray, the social media entity, the, the person that people could log on and, and see me out walking my dog or hang out with my friends and, and being Lauren. And people had grown up with me and they, they knew that person. And then there was this disconnect between this persona that was trying to, I guess they were trying to create with my music and there was just this big disconnect. And I felt like I'd earned... The right to just be Lauren, and that was something that I I fought for, and you know here we are six years later, and it's finally finally happened, which you would think would be a no brainer, but
0: sometimes that's what it takes. I mean, honestly, that's what it takes. I hear that by the way from from like artists that have been around for for decades. Uh, you know, example Tears for Fears. You know, everybody wants to rule the world. One of the greatest bands of the eighties. And they were going through the same thing in the last handful of years. They were put with all these producers who were telling them how to write a song. And they're like, wait a second. What if we wrote the song and they put out one of their best records ever? It's the belief in yourself. I think what you're getting at, that seems to be the most obviously important thing.
1: Exactly. And like I said, I feel like it's a no brainer and it's, it's the story that's being told over and over again, and I, I wish that the music industry would just let artists be artists. I feel like that's when the fans connect the most. I feel like that's when listeners get the most authentic music. The artists that I listen to are artists that are most authentic to themselves that I can connect to, and that's, that's the whole purpose behind music, but sometimes the business and the persona and the... I guess pop star of it all gets in the way. And it's really unfortunate.
0: And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Lauren Gray. Well, let's let's get into the album. Let's get into Guilty here because you said you started this 2 years ago. Let's start there. What was the process you went into? I mean, do you have writing partners on this or is this you just sitting around on instruments alone in the room trying to find the words? What what what's the story?
1: So, uh, I I guess it sort of goes back further because I I started really taking music seriously when I was uh like I said 14 and i was taking guitar lessons and then i i'm left-handed so that was a big struggle for me because i was being taught on a right-handed guitar so i was completely discouraged from that but i was i was playing piano here and there but i really really started uh, writing a lot of poetry uh, which then turned into songs and and i started building my confidence that way my confidence had been shot down over and over again by you know, music executives telling me that what I had to say wasn't good enough and wasn't important. And this is what I, this is the story I should be telling. So that was sort of my background going into this. And I, I by chance had a session set up with Bardo and Beauty School Dropout, who are a, like a punk rock emo band, um, which I love. I'm a huge fan of My Chemical Romance Little Peep. Like that, those are my, you know, that's one of my favorite genres of music. So I started working with them and it was the first time in any room I'd ever been in where I felt heard and where I I, I know this is kind of I guess harsh to say, but I didn't feel stupid. <laughs> A lot of times I was made to feel really dumb in music environments where I'm just sharing my feelings and, and what I want my music to sound like. And and I was very I was used to being shot down and and um, they did not have that approach they listened to me the first song we ever wrote together is on the album and pretty much every song we wrote together ended up being what this album is and it was just me forming a friendship with these really awesome people Um, we had co-writers amelia moore who has her own incredible artist project that she started since and it was just a really really fun environment we did two writing camps where we all sat down and we slept in the same place for a week and we were just kind of like let's see what happens and it was incredible and everyone had such a good time and I feel like that's when the best music is made is when everyone gets to be themselves and you're around people that make you feel comfortable and and that listen to you so that was really the the process with this album and I feel like that's why there's such a I a huge uh array of sounds because we were just experimenting and having fun and that's what I always wanted with music
0: I mean it sounds like you really get to be a band at that point it becomes more than just yeah
1: absolutely yeah I felt like I I got to be a part of a punk rock band for two weeks which was incredible and and I mean they're a dream to work with Bardo um and Rob produced the entire album and they are equally as experimental and they just wanted to see what we could do and that's sort of where a lot of these a lot of these songs were born from.
0: And to hear the sounds I mean um I mean obviously there's the pop stuff and, and there's the aggressive stuff and then you get like a song like Enough For You. Mm-hmm. I mean this has got a bit of a country vibe to it and even that yeah like Misery Loves Company like I wrote down like Maren Morris I sort of had her in my head or something like that like like, where does that side of things come from for you?
1: So, like I said, we did two writing camps, and we sort of broke them up into two different, um, so the two different sections, I guess, accidentally. So, the first writing camp, we were like, you know what? Let's have fun. Let's empower each other, and that's where songs like "Told You So" and "Find Out" came from. Where it's, uh, I was like, you know what? Let's just live the fantasy let's have fun, let's be sexy, let's empower each other. And the best part about that is my co-writers on most of those songs were three dudes. So (laughs) it was really, really awesome. Um, And then we did the second writing camp where I was like, you know what, I'm really missing um, that emotional side of things. And I had gone through quite a bit between the first writing camp and the second writing camp in my personal life. So I had a lot I wanted to say. And that's where songs like Guilty uh, came from. And then after the writing camp was over, we had all the songs. And I was like, okay, this is great. And then Something in the Orange came out. <laughs> and, I, and I'm and i from Pennsylvania. So I and my family is from Ohio and North Carolina. So I'm a huge country fan. Um, Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood, Garth Brooks, George Strait. Uh, classics. So I was like, I... I know this isn't a country album, but I just want a little taste of it because I I love country music and something in the orange really inspired me. And after the writing camps and after everything was said and done, I'd gone through a breakup and that's where Enough for You and Misery Loves Company came from. They were sort of like these tag them on the back end songs that i felt like needed to be there because more things that happened in my life that i felt like needed to be talked about and inspired by something in the orange
0: i love those names i was reminded. garth was my very first concert and uh really it's a good first concert by the way it's uh yeah
1: you're very lucky i was in ireland recently and they it was my last day and i was leaving And they were like, oh, are you going to the Garth Brooks concert tonight? I was like, God, I wish. And then my flight got canceled, so I totally could have gone. But I would have loved to see that.
0: It's a high energy. At least it was a high energy. I haven't seen it in a lot of years. And we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Lauren Gray. And then you get a song anyway. I was going to bring up, like, Never Be Perfect. And you've talked about mental health being sort of at the forefront Uh, I guess the question is why, why, why did that end up being such a prominent theme for you?
1: Yeah. So, um, I, I, I feel like I've been very transparent through the years. Like I said, the internet has gotten to see me grow up from 12, 13 to now. And I definitely struggled with anxiety, depression, um, As most people do in today's society. I mean, there's so much going on all of the time that it's hard not to be overwhelmed uh, for anybody. So uh, as I started getting to know, you know, Bardo and Amelia and and the writers and, and people that were working with me, we started having those conversations. And that was always something that I wanted to write about, but it wasn't pop star. And so it was never good enough. And it was never something that I felt like people wanted to hear, but it, it was something that I wanted to say because it's been such a big part of my life. And that's where songs like Never Be Perfect come from. And I feel like that song is sort of a confession in a sense because I, I'm a very avoidant person. I have a tendency to push people away. Um, And I have a hard time communicating and that's something that I've been working on, but something that I know is a fault of mine. So I feel like a lot of these songs in a sense are also me sort of coming to terms with and and grappling with this inner battle of knowing what my faults are, but falling back into those patterns over and over and over again. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different feelings to be felt, I suppose. And I was going through a lot and i mean still am so it's still valid and i feel like it's something that everyone can relate to
0: songwriting is always the great therapist it's been said many times over right exactly so how does that then manifest itself in these videos because the 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 videos that you're putting out sort of goes along with this right
1: yeah so there's four music videos we shot in two days which was whew, it was surprise i i couldn't believe we pulled it off um I mean, we had a really great team of people, but I had this vision. I was really inspired by Johnny Darko. It's one of my favorite movies. And I love the Frank character. And I, I feel like for the past however many years, everything's always been about Lauren. And Lauren can dance. And look how sexy Lauren is. And I wanted something different. I wanted a story. And I wanted to tell that story through having this sort of secondary character sort of manifestation. So there is a a point to it all and all of the videos connect as people are starting to see. And yeah, I I sort of want to leave it open to interpretation. I have my own interpretation, but other people might have theirs. And I, I just wanted to tell a sort of funky story that's very real to me on on a personal level. So I'm interested to see how people connect to it before I put my own ideas out there.
0: Well, It's also world world building. I mean, you, beyond this song, I guess is what I'm getting to. Like I, I noticed as you talk about uh, being a Taylor Swift fan quite a bit. So I mean, is it, yes. is it fair to call fair to call you a Swiftie? I guess very fair,
1: beyond fair. <laughs>
0: but that's I mean, like for me. Like, I love her songs, but that's one of the most interesting things is her as an artist and how it is each song, each album becomes so much more in this world building. Like, just being a fan of that, like, how much of that do you get to play around with?
1: So much. I I grew up with sort of, I would say from, from the beginning of when I started listening to music, I grew up with two inspirations, Taylor Swift and Eminem very different ends of the spectrum but you'd be surprised how much overlap there is in in the lyricism and the way they're able to connect to their audience and I mean Eminem you have Slim Shady you have Marshall Mathers you have Eminem you have Stan you have all of these characters in this this universe that he's built to tell his own personal story and it's the same thing with Taylor and her easter eggs and her everything connects and everything means something so I I I wanted to sort of bring that to light and have fun with it because I finally had the opportunity to have fun with my music.
0: It's been fun already to watch, even just a couple of videos that I've seen so far. And and just, I, I mean, I could go song by song. You know, I wrote down like the breakdown and find out is so fun. Yeah. Those drums, I mean, everything that's happening in there, like it just goes along with all the sounds that you're talking about. And then you're going to take all this out on the road.
1: I am. I've never toured before. I mean, I have, but not with my own music. So i'm i'm really really looking forward to that my biggest um dream i guess since i started making music is i I just want to connect to the to the fans and those are my happiest moments um i'm i'm really hoping i get to go to europe i i have a lot of people over in europe that i want to see uh and i'm just excited to bring the songs to life outside of me with a karaoke machine in my living room with my friends, um, and actually put a show together that I'm proud of. And it feels very surreal, because this is something that I've been begging on my knees for, for six years, and it's finally happening. So yes, I'm very excited.
0: Congratulations on that. I can't wait to see how these songs uh, come to life on the stage and everything. And congrats on this album, Lauren. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: And my thanks to Lauren Gray. The new album is called Guilty. Thanks to you for checking out the episode and the series. I do hope you hit a subscribe button so you can uh, keep up with the whole thing. Again, three new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists. And discover the new ones at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And after that, head over to WFPK.org. It's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. That's Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org consequence has your music and film news you can also find me on the old social media spots that's twitter facebook instagram all three of them. the address is at kyle meredith so i do hope you like and follow along that does it for another edition i'm kyle meredith i'll see you next time consequence podcast network
1: Have a great rest of your day and and thank you so much for all the kind words.
0: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.